Hi everybody, Brian here from quantlabs.net and uh, what I would do here in this podcast episode is talk about how the S&P 500 will look or namely the SPY ETF from iShares owned by BlackRock. So I'm going to go through this report. Uh, if you've heard my China fund, it's very similar, but this one's specifically for the S&P. So I'm going to go through that right now. I'm just going to hide through the highlights. So I do have reports that are very, very, very deep um, on a fundamental front, namely. Uh, but it can get pretty, pretty intense. So the first thing I look for overall is the performance of the simple moving averages over a certain period of time. And... Uh, this is the SMA for the last 200 working days, not year to date. So it's only been negative 5.43% on the 200, 1.47 negative, negative 1.47 on the 50, and negative 4.49 on the 20. So that's all related around the Fed call for interest rates, and that's all driven by the Federal Reserve. Now, when I'm looking here at the overall stock price of the SPY, it's a general reflection of the overall performance of the S&P. So what I'm looking at right now for the SPY, in 2018, the stock price was sorry, $236. And now, this year, 2022, it's 478. This is where the growth is. This is where the investor class is. Uh, and this is passive income, but yet still can do very well. Um, from what I'm looking at here, stock price for 2021 was 447, and it's gone up to 478. So right there, owning that ETF, the biggest, pretty well, the biggest ETF in the world, you would have done okay. Uh, market capitalization 2018 was 103 billion. And this year it's 212. So it's doubled. You have to remember BlackRock is a was it nine trillion dollar company asset under management, probably quickly getting to 10 trillion. So there you go. So I'm I'm pretty surprised by these stats are actually out there. Now, <laughs> because it's BlackRock here, their sustainability on the ESG is obviously outperforming. It's rare I see outperforming unless it's a dirty uh, mining and extractor or oil company. They usually do the outperformings, believe it or not. But that's what I usually see. So it doesn't surprise me there to see the... Uh, overall performance there. Now, funny thing is, the CTF, they actually give forward guidance on I'm kind of surprised by that. So this is what they figure will be. It's only earnings per, uh, earnings price per share. So for, oh, I'm sorry, uh, revenue, sorry. Uh, 2022, Two hundred and twenty-two billion. I'm not sure market cap for 2022, 2023, 243, 
They skipped 24, but 2025, they have 276. 26, they have 297. And then 2027, 325. So that is roughly almost a 50% increase up until between this year and 2025. So again, there is a growth. There is dividend as well. Uh, not much, 0.7%. And then for this year and 2027, uh, 0.94. So again, growth. So uh, even if there is a recession, I don't know why they skipped 2024 for revenue, but maybe that has something to do with um, potential revenue there for that year. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, EPDA, I could go into... Actually, it's actually... Interesting growth there. Uh, EBITDA for this year, 9.866. Sorry, 9,866. But they skipped 2023 and 2024. So that's probably most likely um, a uh, recession call for those two years, the next two years. Uh, and then it goes up quite a bit to 2025. Nearly 13K, then the following year, 14.6, and then 16.2. So there's a lot of growth there between 2025 and 27. Again, these are uh, put out by BlackRock. Okay, so again, they have here net profit. Interesting for net profit, they again, they skipped 2023 and 2024. But they have net profit adjusted. So I'm not sure what this means. It's very confusing. Again, this is board guidance from BlackRock themselves. Uh, 5.893 for this year. And this is net profit adjusted. But yet they still have net profit adjusted for 2024 at 6,400. 7,000 for 2025. Uh, 2026 uh i'm sure so 2025 is 7 7600 2026 8200 and then 9004 so there you go uh they expect that price to continue to move up even where they don't skip 2023 and 2024 uh some might be interested in uh gross sorry um yeah eps using gath gap methodology so the, there's all the estimates here 13.14 this year 2023 14.4 14.57 16.11 for uh 2025 is that 2024 uh EPS 17.7, so they anticipate some growth there. Go figure. That's during even a potential recession. When I look at the technical analysis from the source of trading view, majority of these analysts are saying sell. 
uh, even on a weekly, monthly, and a daily. Uh, so even the daily, even on the intraday, most of it's uh, selling intraday. That's including hourly, four-hour, and all the major minutes. Now, now I'm going to get into technicals, and, and I want to make sure people understand this. When it comes to fundamental that I just described, uh, that's good for projection, especially for how I'm doing it. Simple moving average I use just for current performance of this year, how they've been for the last month and two. And uh, virtually, um, that means uh, the forward guidance you use for just that, forward guidance. So again, I keep saying, as I dig more into the last few months, I'm preferring stock over anything else because uh, the forward guidance is, what, is the only asset class that gives you guidance from the data source or the uh, instrument that you're interested in. So again, here for technical analysis, I am using technical analysis only for timing positions. So as it stands right now, the Fibonacci, I can use as a trend line. Uh, in September of last year, probably this time last year, was peaking just over 450. Uh, and it's right now between probably 360. I don't have the price right in front of me, but I'm going to estimate between 375 and around there. It is uh, consolidating between uh, the 400 and the 350 price. Usually for Fibonacci, you want the uh, 0.5 entry and uh, or the 382. And uh, right now it's hovering in between the 500 level and the 382 level. So it's kind of there, but we're just waiting it out to see the markets kind of take off. So that might mean it might be a good time to buy, but then you still go, well, there's still questions to be asked. There's still other factors you can use. I'm looking at the MACD line right now. It is dipping. RSI, it has come back down uh, to close to 40, which is kind of approaching undervalued or oversold. Um, and that might bounce back. Looking at the uh, last time it went over 70 on the overbought, what I'm seeing is a pullback, but the price had already uh, moved up, broke through the 70, approached probably 75, and that's when you started to see the pullback in the price. So uh, there is sort of that. Now, I bring in a new element here, which is kind of unique to it all. Uh, this is using uh, data prediction, using Monte Carlo simulation on up versus down paths, prediction paths, and it's evenly split. Now, when I look at the normalized distribution, there is a slight higher concentration on the right side of the last value of the price. So that means there might be a higher, slight higher expectation in price. Now, the regression from what I'm seeing here in this 30 day. So what I'm seeing is it's a slight, slight decline. Um, so that would mean if we are, uh, today is the 19th, let's say between now and mid January of next year, you'll probably see that incline. Depending upon what the Fed does, I think it will be enough for momentum to build into uh, the market 
um, as people pile in. And how do I know that there is very simple chart I can look at on the price versus uh, short volume against total volume. What I'm seeing there is I'm seeing an uptick in uh, traders, investors uh, having a higher expectation in shorting. So there's more shorting than longing. Um, so that's probably what's taken the dip in the regression price. So uh, I would take that as expectation for the price to come down, some momentum to kind of build back up into the market as long as the Fed doesn't provide negative news in the market uh, by you know threatening to raise interest rates. But on the other hand, what I also know is as uh, Q1 opens up next year, there will be the reports on uh, the performance for a lot of these companies. Some companies have done fairly well, not a lot, maybe let's say at tops 10% have done relatively well, but they're back down. Uh, so you're going to get a lot of reports of the big companies, uh, big firms reporting probably in negative performance for the last quarter. And then the one that will really impact price of the S&P will be basically the negative news of oncoming uh, recession. You will see, obviously, price adjustments in their guidance as well. So we can expect that, which will take away, obviously, a lot of the momentum. Now, I've already done a webinar tonight on defensive trading for 2023. I'm not going to repeat that here. Uh, as I said, if you want to know more information, I would recommend you either get on my chat server, private chat server, anonymous, quantlabs.info if you got questions. And again, that's quantlabs.info. Get on that chat server, go through all the newsrooms, go into the general room, ask questions. Okay, that's the number one place to do it anonymously. Uh, it's free as well. Uh, and again, that's quantlabs.info about the upcoming winners in the sectors. And there's some really good ones opening up. Uh, despite the negative ones, there are other uh, stocks that held up really, really good. Actually, some of them have, have, have uh, profited. Um, I've already done one analysis on one, on, the, on two episodes ago, I believe. That's done fairly well, and it looks to be a big breakout early next year, and that will not be impacted by anything to do with the U.S. Federal Reserve. It's it's overseas, obviously. It just depends upon your level of patriotism to the U.S., probably the best way to drop hints. Now, continuing along with the S&P, um, there's not much more to say. And uh, that's the outlook. So it is the 20th uh, when I release this at uh, 2.39 a.m. Uh, as I said, I am launching into a sale repeat of my Black Friday. Um, as of early next year, I'll go back to where it was. And it's going to get very expensive. And I say that because when you look at my tip ranks, you know, we're holding our own in terms of calls we've got about 17 i think i've done more than that according to my um seeking alpha account since the early uh october uh but let me pull up my tip rank here 
And uh, what I'm seeing here is we're at 53%. The market year to date uh, for the S&P is down about negative 20. I looked at it tonight. So we're about negative 20 plus 2.4% if you look at uh, the tip ranks. There are other uh, bloggers on uh, Seeking Alpha have done very, very well. They're very hard to find, but I find them because I'm a contributor on Seeking Alpha. And uh, as a result, um, I have access to my did talk. I did mention a few in my webinar. Again, that webinar is only available for my members. So again, those members um, have access to all this, but of course you got to, <laughs> you know, compensate, I guess you could say. And again, the, the, there is a deal probably running for sure until the 26th, my country's Boxing Day, which is in Canada. I may extend it beyond that to New Year's Day uh, for 2023. So uh, this is the opportunity right now. I think the SPY is not going to be great. Um, compare that to, to gold. I don't care who you listen to. I've proven to myself that gold is manipulated, considering where we're at with both the U.S. dollar um, and whatnot. Um, we should see better pricing, better performance with gold. Um, it was not a strong sector for December. Excuse me, that's something came on. Uh, so gold was not strong the strongest um some of the performance so far for december we're all short bearish in uh real estate uh spacs and uh one other one as well and uh, there's some longs out there but they're more defensive so again you want to get access to that uh, webinar again that's only available to my uh, members so if you got questions, what I would do if you want to know more about that, get on my emailing list at quantlabs.net slash books. I've been uh, told I should do more analysis like this on the SPY and the S&P. I kind of agree, but I might do uh, something like this on the big ETFs like gold, oil, um, even natural gas might be wise as well. So I'm just testing this out with the SPY to see how the, how the response has been. Um, let, let me let me put this out there. The response so far on uh, the podcasting stuff has been relatively okay, not strong, uh, but I kind of expect that because um, a lot of you are probably coming through the Apple iPod, uh, sorry, Apple App Store or uh, Pod Pod whatever store. I, I don't know. I, I I dropped Apple a while back, and. Um, also compared to YouTube, social media, the suppression's real of holding back performance. But as I said before, you know, I could put out an article on Seeking Alpha and get Intel got over 9,000 people viewing that article within a few days. So there is an interest in what I do. Uh, as for Seeking Alpha, I've been posted in about 10 days. Um, Right now, I'm just working with a managing editor to see what I can and cannot post using the format I'm using. Um, definitely don't think I'll be able to post the big stocks um, because they want fundamental. Okay, so that's what they want. 
I can go very deep on fundamental for a seeking alpha audience, let alone will that pass a uh, editor. I don't know. So I just want to stick with my format because it's easy. Um, so I'm not sure my what will happen. And uh, definitely in the micro caps, uh, it's the same approach where they want the heavy fundamental on the micro caps as well. So you're kind of in between. But we'll see what happens. I'm not going to make any moves because I don't want to write uh, any articles that will get rejected. Um, it takes time to put these together and you got to make it worth your time. So I'm not sure on that. Um, in the meantime, I am going to try out some advertising on Google and of all places, TikTok for the funky hats that I got at quantlabs.shop um thanks again for listening um i'm gonna probably do a bunch of podcasts over the week if uh you don't hear from me or have, have a good holiday season um sunday it's christmas remember the reasons why we celebrate that a lot of people think it's just about a guy in a red suit jumping down your your chimney it's not about that um it's a lot about uh, our uh, Savior and the birth of, of our Savior, if you're into that. If not, don't worry about it. But uh, that's Jesus Christ, as you know, and that's his birthday, the day he came uh, on earth. So that's what it's about for me. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Uh, on uh, Maybe tomorrow I'll do another podcast on gold and oil as I mentioned. Thanks for listening. Have yourselves a good day. Talk to you later.